KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. Every Wednesday, Elijah Sanders and his lab mates play basketball. They start at 6 and often go until 9. On the court, Elijah likes to talk smack. Just epic, epic trash talking. That's like my favorite thing to do. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> but he's also quick to give you props for a good shot. Elijah wanted to play basketball professionally as a tyke. I always thought I was going to be in the league. Growing up, you know, when you get a lot of praise for doing a lot of athletic feats and you get less praise or maybe not as much praise for doing academic feats, then it, you know, you, your aspirations when you're younger shift. But Elijah's skills on the court weren't quite up to snuff. I know I'm a lot better in the classroom than I am at basketball. The dream is no more, I suppose. <laughs> on, to, on to MD, PhD dreams. This is Rad Scientist. where the scientist becomes the subject. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a journey through computation, data analysis, and real-world applications. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. Elijah grew up in Tacoma, Washington, and he went to U of Washington as a first-gen college student. My mom didn't finish high school. My dad went to the military after um, high school, like straight out. And now Elijah's on track to be a medical doctor and get a doctorate. Elijah is in a joint MD and neuroscience PhD program at UCSD. It's a hard program to get into because your med school tuition is covered and your PhD is accelerated. And Elijah says he encountered his fair share of doubters along the way. Well, Elijah's smart, but he's not, like, doctor smart, you know? And so I was like, oh, you, you should never let somebody else define what is practically a goal for you, right? It's like, I don't know what, like, world, like, you're living or, like, you operate in, but this is very tangible for me. So much of, of what I wanted to do was predicated on just proving people wrong. You know, it's like, oh, they don't think I can do something, like, you know, time to go to work, you know, which can only carry you so far. Now you have to find new motivation, right? It's no longer like proving people wrong, but it's like finding an internal drive to to wake up every day and, and do this. His new motivation? Trying to solve one of the hardest problems in biology. How do we take information and, and output it to behavior? And well, what is going on in this black box of of the brain and the nervous system. The brain is a mysterious organ, super complex, and it's behind our emotions, our thoughts, and our movement. And that's what Elijah studies, how the brain helps us move in fantastic ways. It even might give us insights into the finesse of a skilled basketball player. Curry looking for that opening. You've seen Steph Curry shoot the ball. It looks exactly the same every time he shoots it, and it's super fast. He's, you have to be obviously very precise if you're going 
to calculate the trajectory the ball needs to travel from your hand at like 30 or 40 feet to this hole in that's 10 feet suspended in the air. Wow! Another three from Curry! How is Steph Curry so precise? How do his muscles move through that beautiful arc almost the same way time and time again, three-pointer after three-pointer? First, the calculation of the angle and distance to the basket. But after that, it's thought, the brain chooses a movement or a series of movements to perform. In this case, just the right arm trajectory. We call that a motor command, a signal from the brain sent down the spinal cord to your muscles to make you move. Every time you do an action, you can imagine there's like a split pathway and it's like for every command you send, somebody writes it down and sends a copy, right? And then they store it in some sort of bank. Okay, there aren't tiny filing clerks storing things away, but you get the point. In the brain, there are models of how the world works and how we can move through the world. And that copy that Elijah refers to has information about the order, the timing and strength of muscle activation required for different movements. When stepping up to the three-pointer line, Steph Curry, unconsciously, selected a copy and started the upward motion of launching the basketball in his hands. You might think that's the end of the hard part for the brain, just execute that sequence, that plan, set that Rube Goldberg machine in motion. But there's a lot happening as Steph moves through his shot. It's not just a, you know, brain to muscle, right? It's so, there's a lot of, um, talking back from other structures in the nervous system that are constantly updating the plan so that it's executed properly. What kind of updating is Elijah talking about? So there's visual updating, like maybe Steph sees that the path his arm is taking isn't quite right. And there's also what is called proprioceptive updating. Steph can feel the position of his arm And if it seems off, he can adjust. That updating might be helpful, but not into the very end of Steph's shot, because Steph's shot happens so quickly, in a fraction of a second. And that kind of updating, well... That stuff is too slow. Almost an eternity in terms of the nervous system. Just think about your vision. In order to update, a visual signal has to travel through a series of brain areas comes into your eyes, goes to the retina, lateral geniculate nucleus, V1, V6, medial interparietal area. Then it has to go to your muscles to update. And by then, the basketball may already be soaring through the air. And that's why scientists think another thing might be happening, a way to catch if you are screwing up a lot faster. There's this idea that internal copies are updating our, our, our nervous system to perform these, you know, rapid and accurate movements. So you have the first copy that you choose from. You can call this the plan. And then as you make the movement, the idea is there's this other copy of what your muscles are actually going to do. Now, somewhere in the brain, it's thought that there is something comparing the plan with what you're doing and letting you know when you are messing up. 
And that can happen really fast, like on the order of five-ish milliseconds. Okay, so that might explain how you could update your movements really quick, but why would you ever mess up? I mean, you have the plan. Why can't your body follow it perfectly? You know, you, you send a signal and then it goes from, from one structure to the other. And I think you can imagine a little bit of the signal is, is lost. It's like playing telephone a little bit. It's like the message get, changes as you move from one, from one person to the other. Shoot the ball this way. Shoot the ball this way. Shoot the ball this way. It's thought that there is something checking that everything is going according to the plan. As you're going to your destination, which could be the doorknob, it's like Siri constantly guiding you in directions. You know, make a right here, make a left here, but they're micro movements, right, that keep you on track and keep your movement smooth as you end up reaching the target or your final destination, if, if you would. It's like, oh, I'm a little off, I'm a little off. Recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. That's pretty good. So this is the idea behind Elijah's research. How can we update our movements quickly, keep them nice and smooth, nice and accurate? This idea that, that there are internal copies and that that's what's providing the ability for, for precise and accurate movements is not, I don't like the word controversial because it's like, I think makes it seem like people are like throwing things at each other, but it's still something that I think we accept as being true, but it's not something we've like fully uh, fledged out or like vetted. Especially when it comes to where and how the brain might generate and use internal copies. So Elijah is targeting an area of the brain that he thinks might hold some clues about the internal copy system. It's an area called the lateral reticular nucleus located in the medulla oblongata. The medulla oblongata. Mama the medulla oblongata. And his hypothesis is that Without it, making fine movements would be very tricky. If, if the structure that we study was no longer existing in Steph Curry, he probably wouldn't be Steph Curry anymore, but you or I would not be who we are, and we're not anywhere near as skillful as Steph Curry, so. It's time for a short break. When we come back, we'll learn why turning a doorknob isn't so different from shooting a basketball. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Okay, so this whole time we've been using Steph Curry as an example because he performs a lot of skilled movements, like shooting a basketball. But we do skilled movements every day. Okay, they aren't that skilled, but they still require these brain gymnastics. When you reach out for your coffee cup or you reach out for your cell phone um, or even turn a doorknob or button your shirt, it's things that we don't typically think about, but they're still very skillful movements. You know, it, the skillful movement doesn't always have to be shooting a basketball or throwing a punch or even archery or even painting. And think about it. Just like Steph Curry has probably shot a basketball a bajillion times, we have also grabbed for a cup button to button, done the Macarena, many, many times. And we have become very good at them. We don't think of it as a skillful movement anymore because we forgot about a time when we sucked at it, when we couldn't tie our shoelaces and someone else had to do it for us. You've made those movements so many times as you've gone from, from infancy to adulthood. You've become very reliable and very good at it. 
we as primates are really good at learning how to make these very skilled movements, especially with our limbs and our fingers. Humans seem to be one of the most skilled at this ability to make refined movements like playing the piano or playing basketball, although Airbud is an exception. Have you ever seen that documentary? Anyways, of course we are not the only ones who can do cool things with our limbs. We have some mice pulling ropes. They just love to pull ropes for some reason. Yeah, pulling ropes. Elijah has mice doing all sorts of cool things. And that's important because he wants to understand how mammalian brains do this copy stuff. And it's not cool to be sticking electrodes and making lesions in human brains willy-nilly. So Elijah uses a research workhorse, the mouse, not a horse. And he has them doing hard tasks that require dexterity, like grabbing for a pellet through a tiny window. And then he does the usual things we use to study the brain and to troubleshoot computer problems. You turn it off, and then you turn it on, and you see what happens. It gives us a better idea of whether or not this system, this structure is involved in, in this copy system. And next, he is going to record brain activity from this area and see what information it receives and what information it sends to the next stage of processing. And why is Elijah so interested in figuring this out? If I can somehow understand this, then maybe I can make my own jump shot better so that I can get a little piece of this pie. Maybe I'm, I'm past my prime in basketball, but um, if you have science on your side, then maybe, just maybe, you can extend, extend your athletic life. That's the next part of my diabolical plan. He's joking, but what he really gets to do is understand a fundamental truth about how our brains and bodies work. And there's another perk. One of the reasons that I, you know, I love neuroscience in the sense that you learn the techniques and you get the information and then you do with them what you want to answer the questions that interest you. Because someday, Elijah wants to use what he learns during his PhD to do research on and better treat mental illness. For now though, as a second year student, Elijah is learning the ropes. Yeah, he may not have made it to the NBA league, but he made it somewhere else that is just as cool. It's another league where brain science rules. Members sometimes go by the neural nets or the cerebrallers. They don't take jump shots, they take moon shots. Because figuring out how the brain works is a really hard thing. And now for our moment of Xenopus, Elijah trying to say the brain region he studies 10 times fast. Okay, lateral articular nucleus, 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 lateral articular nucleus. Almost had it. 9 out of 10. Next time. Next time. Next time, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Rad Scientist is produced and written by me, Margot Wall. Our theme guitar riff is by Grant Fisher, logo by Kyle Fisher, no relation. Other music was by Spinning Merkaba, Poddington Bear, Breakmaster Cylinder, Zifhang, Titables, and Maxhan. Thanks to Jess Haley and Allie Caldwell for feedback for this episode. At KPBS, Emily Jankowski is technical director, Kinsey Moreland is podcast coordinator, Lisa Jane Morissette is operations manager, and John Decker is director of programming. 
This program is made possible in part by the KPBS Explore Local Content Fund. If you like this episode, please review us on iTunes. It helps other people see the podcast. And of course, stay rad. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.